Bulimia sucks, but you don't, and here's why. The Bulimia Sucks podcast with Kate Hudson Hall will teach you how to begin breaking through the multitude of thoughts, feelings, triggers, and urges to empower yourself to change your painful behaviors completely. You will hear proven strategies and solutions to help you in your recovery, including real interviews with real people. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools, and tips to calm this. Check it out now on Amazon. And now... Another episode of Bulimia Sucks, the podcast. Hello, my name is Kate Hudson Hall, and thank you for listening to Bulimia Sucks because it does. So these are real stories from people who are suffering or have suffered an eating disorder. So it's a platform for people to share relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations based on bulimia and anorexia and their victories and their challenges. So the episodes will include their personal stories from where they are now and their difficult journeys and their steps taken into recovering from their eating disorder. And our guest today is Bernadette. So Bernadette Bruckner, and she is from Austria, providing holistic health mentoring with nutrition trainings. And she's here today to tell us of her journey going from being overweight to anorexic. And she says she knew that a healthy body needs a healthy mind and healthy soul. And then went on and created her coaching therapy style, which is based on NLP, which is short for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And she is uh, at the moment doing a PhD, which researches about health framing and what health communications has to do with that. And she's also the author of the book series, First Aid for the Soul, where she brings in experts from different fields, providing hands-on resilient methods supporting different target groups. Her upcoming book, First Aid for Eating Challenges, will have many methods for overcoming eating disorders, focusing on positive body image rather than striving to be perfect. Bernadette believes staying healthy begins with the mind and ends with the body. I love that. So welcome, Bernadette. It's fabulous. Hello, hello from Austria. <laughs> Happy. I'm so glad that we found each other because this topic is so important to bring others to many, many people. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to get talking about it. And people have got to get that help. And, and it's not and also becoming the aware of it. Because most of the time, it's not always about um, help getting from others, but empower and remember that we are human beings and not a perfect machine or a perfect something for others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's begin with um, your journey with your eating disorder. So tell me sort of what, what happened and what the pattern was. I'm coming from a bakery. And that everybody can imagine, we have really, really good stuff there. <laughs> and Austrians, they have a lot of pastry, a lot of cakes, a lot of sweet stuff. 
And the funny thing was, um, I never liked the sweet things. I always was, you know, I, I need, I had to work a lot in the bakery. So I, I was actually a good eater. But uh, when I was a little child, I was actually small. I gained weight because of, of the food and because of others and because of um, all the hurtings, what people, uh, you know, told me um, when I was a child, because we also had a cafe and there were old people right. there, elderly. And as a young child, you know, they thought they are funny. Um, and they talked a lot of crap. Now, after, you know, all the education, I know this was actually verbal abuse. And But as a child, you had no idea. The, the only thing what I always felt like, you are not right. You're not right as woman. You're not right as girl. And, you know, a lot of people compensated differently. And I ate. And and this was this was like uh, even I still remember even my uncle said you know as young uh, as a young woman um, you still have the baby fat and this oh, these yeah. are words words can harm so much maybe even when the other person believes it's funny what they are saying at the moment and I'm coming from the countryside so this is more a rude kind of people there um, right. but. You, you, no one is teaching you how to how to uh, handle it and telling you this is not about you. This they are just crumpy people and they have to get uh, rid of their whatever crumpy beliefs uh, on you. But yeah. no one is telling yeah. you. Yeah, and, and it comes, it comes I, down to that that power of suggestion, doesn't it? Most of the time, I, I I smiled on it. That's how I learned it because that's what I saw with my mom. Uh, you just smile on it and they, they it's like, you know, these are old men and all the things. So all the stereotypes, what we actually get conditioned, uh, works in it, works in, in your uh, communication with yourself, with others. Uh, but as more as you hear all, the, all these words, as more you begin to believe that you're not looking good, that you're fat. Even uh, also my teeth were not very nice one. And they, they, were, they made fun out of me. And as more as they did it, of course, as more as become introvert, um, I'm, I'm actually a Leo, so I'm actually, you know, loud person, but <laughs> I, I, got, I got more and more silent um, because the feeling of not being right, the feeling of uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not okay, yeah. I look ugly, I'm, I'm, I'm an ugly person and all the things, it, it become more and more. And later on, when I was a teen, I was... Uh, I don't want to say overweight, but I was good looking. That's the word what they are, what we always use in Austria. Oh, you're good looking. I'd, yeah, okay. Um, and then it, it, this was so weird for me because we had so many also uh, foreign people and all the different beliefs about women, all the different beliefs how women should be, all the different beliefs how women should act to be nice to get a man. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of women heard this yeah. sentence doesn't matter because it's truly globally they're like all the time everybody's telling you around you you are not okay the way you are yeah yeah and i just ate and and i mean we're really really good pastry we, we don't have the bakery anymore uh we closed it down 2009 but right. we had really good pastry and really good stuff there you and temptation like right there. when there are leftovers yes 
when there are leftovers, who is eating leftovers? Of course we do, because yeah, no one, we don't want to throw it away. Absolutely. That my whole father was a war thing child. about not wasting food. Yes. You probably had a lot of food not to waste. Yes. Ooh, gosh. Uh, this is our environment conditions us. And if you, I'm, I'm still, I was yesterday and talking with my dad, he he's a war child. Throwing away food is still not an option. And this is something um, you get conditioned with yeah. so many different beliefs and so many different information. And this is someone is just, you know, they shape us. Yeah. They shape and us the on all levels. That with, with the beliefs, it, you know, those beliefs quite often become sort of embedded when, they're, when the child is young. And that's yes. when you're most impressionable and you're like a sponge, aren't you? And you just absorb all of the information and start to really believe that that's true about yourself. Of course, because when you see in the evolution of science, the first five to seven years, the child cannot make any distinction if this their, their stuff or yours. Mm -hmm. So the, your identity gets shaped there. And if no one is telling you, don't take this person serious, and it's not about you, but about someone else and something else, uh, and you are totally okay the way you are, it will, it will get into your subconsciousness. It will create your identity. It will create the person you are behind the name, what, what others are giving to you. Yeah. And this, as more as I work with, with people, and that's what, what, when I always say, um, when I created my own nutrition style, I, it, it's never about eating. It's never about the nutrition. The people who are coming to me with an eating challenge, it's never about the food. It's about what you believe and what all the belief are behind them and all the hurtings and everything else. Because in my opinion, 99% is emotional eating. Yeah. We, we don't know in our, in our, at least not, definitely not in Austria and hopefully not in the UK, what hunger is. No, no, so no. Most of the time, that I, is. Yeah, they've lost tune with that. Yes. And I still remember my, my father, and he's still telling me every, like, when I meet him, do you eat something warm every day? You have to eat three times a day. But it's like, I always say, yes, Dad. <laughs> and I'm not doing it, but that's not the, the you, you just say yes, because do not, you don't want to have any troubles with any people. And this is something as we also know from child, from children, they do a lot of things only to become, to being loved, yeah. to become uh, nurturing words. And sometimes we are chasing for something which was actually not a good idea to chase for. But the basic needs is most of the time security, loving, and that someone is appreciating you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure all the listeners out there, you can tell me at least 10 sentences. What do you heard from childhood? What do you remember from childhood? Other people are telling you about food. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're wondering each other today why we have so many eating disorders out there. Hello. Absolutely. And absolutely. our environment is yeah. conditioning us. And I, I always say, I mean, you have a similar age than me. We are happy we didn't have any media back then. I mean, I had, I had as child a TV with, you know, three, there were three, three channels and that's it. We didn't have any mobile phone nor any internet. I always say we were blessed back then as child. Absolutely. And the but pressure today, now that people are under. Yes. You know, it's just yes. it's such a difficult, another stem to all of the, the, the connections of difficulties that people have. 
don't stand up and telling and begin to tell not only to, to first to ours and also to others and especially to children that they are totally okay the way they are, that they are loving the way they are. It doesn't matter what they are doing. There should be such huge changes. And I'm asking myself a lot of my clients, can you look yourself in the mirror and say to you, I love you. I love my body the way it is. I love myself. And sometimes we compensate it with animals, with children, with food, with whatever, because we are we this, the saying this word, I love myself, is for so many people so hard out there. And um, I do also um, inner child healing. And as more as I work with people also on nutrition challenges, this is one of, of the most important things what I see with the people. And this was also, also for me a, a turning point. And when my food challenger, when, when, when I was overweight and became anorexia, was within, I think, half a year when I was working abroad and in Germany, by the way, and a lot of people telling me I'm, I'm just only because I'm Austrian, I'm not worth something. I stopped eating. Why would they be saying that to you? Because that's the way they are. This was the environment of the company. They were not very nice to each other. And the thing was also um, the CEO, the international sales, sorry, the international sales manager of this huge company, it was an international company, uh, was, was uh, he, he knew me since childhood and he was actually in our bakery um, getting the bread, the daily bread. And he said to me, do you want to work in my company? And I always said, yes. I'm a, I always was a happy person. I always said, yes, with all the, the weird stuff what's out there, um, only to, 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 to travel and to see something different. And yeah. I was um, around 20 and I said, yes. And I was one month um, after I get all the information and trainings in Austria, in France, with German people, um, and I think a lot of people were a little bit pissed that, uh, you know, a young girl like me, uh, duh, get her such a good job, good payment, and, you know, you never know how the way she got it and all the things. So there are a lot of also beliefs uh, in there. Yeah. And I always was a very, um, I think that's the English word, uh, a cheeky person. I always said right away what's on my, on my tongue, on my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the interesting part is a lot of CEOs loved it still today. But I, I can piss off, piss off a lot of people because of, of this. I, in my opinion, it's a gift, but other people don't like it. And they truly made me small. This company, um, I don't, I don't want to say it broke my will, but uh, do the behavior, do all the information there, do everything, the communication, what I had uh, while, I, while I was in France and afterwards in Germany, was for me so way too much because I'm a high sensitive person it was way too much and I couldn't handle it even when I grew up very tough but believing that you're tough and and you're actually not and yeah. sometimes that, that you have a breakdown because I truly had a, my first burnout when I was in France and nearly killed myself in France back then um, I stopped eating and all the things right this was so weird it was so weird, but the other part, and this was so interesting because it's totally ambivalent. It's like on one side, I lose weight. I look more and more better and I feel, I felt better. 
So mm -hmm. if, if someone is telling me they have an eating disorder, but they feel totally good about it and have, you know, high energy and all those things, I understand it because you also have that when you are fasting because yeah. you have all the energy for something different than the digestion. And on the other side, not getting depressed and, and becoming suicidal was just weird because I always knew this is not me. I, I'm, I always was a happy person. So when, but, at uh, that you, point, we, that's when you had, you, you had depression. Yes, when I was in France, uh, huh. after all the surrounding and everything what they said to me, I stopped not only eating, but I, I, I became just depressive. Right. Yeah. And there, there again, it's like, what's wrong with myself? And this is, this is something um, what no one is, is teaching you since childhood or in the school. It's resilience. How do you become the coherent about every, anything what happens out there and, and all the mental challenges and everything else? No one is teaching you this. Yeah. We, we get a lot teached in the schools but not the most important things what you actually need in, in, you know, in life. And what do you think that, the, that they should teach in schools? They should teach us healthy communication and what the world or reality is actually and how we can um, build up our resilience, yeah. how we can stay strong and what is actually a challenge, what is actually stress, what is actually challenges and what is also, and this is for me that one of the toughest to see in school is about the bullying and mopping and how do you handle it? And, and all the challenges, what, what we have out there is because of the missing health literacy. And what does that this, mean? This is, this is one of my aims. Uh, the health literacy means that you build up um, resilience, that you build up what is actually health, how you stay healthy, what is also combined with body, mind, and soul? Uh, how is it interconnected and all the things? Because when you eat healthy, you also have a, get a healthy gut, a healthy mind. And this is all connected. We are not a, you know, a piece of body. We are holistic. And if we see each other holistic, if we see each other on human level, and that also, even when you have a, a little um, child in front of you, it's still a human being. Then please handle it as human being so what sort of what are the steps that you would take people through on your courses <laughs> i first i see um what actually have which challenge do they have and as my phd is about health framing i i give them different perspective on their framing i give them different perspective what they believe is true or not true right so it's um, looking at their belief and i Yes, I look most of the time on the beliefs, what, 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 is, what is right or what is wrong. And also not only about this one, but also about how else can you see what you perceive at the moment. I'm working a lot on the, on the, on the, in the field of the framing, on the field of the beliefs and values. And if you, set, if you become aware, because most of the time we do subconscious Think, uh, most of the time our thinking and acting is very subconscious the way we learned it or got conditioned yeah. i'm questioning the conditionings what we what we got since childhood yes because people don't and realize also, they don't realize that no. the majority of it is all connected to the unconscious mind the subconscious mind and that you know yes, these have been uh, sort of like ingrained from when they were young can you uh, i don't know how you see it but 
we, we got conditioned that either I'm right or the other person is right, but we are all talking about realities. And reality is something what is made up the, in the way what, what, which, which we got conditioned since childhood. And as I said before, and there are so many different models out there, and I, give you one ex I, I gave you one example already uh, regarding development science from Jean, Jean Piaget. The other one is about Sigmund Freud. Everybody knows Sigmund Freud. Yeah. And everybody knows the iceberg model. And if you see that, that like 5 to 10% is conscious and the rest is subconscious, who is actually guiding us every single time? Who is actually making the decision? It's most of the time not the aware part. The conscious, the conscious part is yeah. the subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm giving you an example too. When you are hungry, can you think? I can't think when I'm hungry. No, 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 no. no. It's like it's like some people become even monsters when they are hungry, and you're like, oh, you need food. <laughs> and if you understand the connection from the gut, from the colon gut to your brain, and also that all your bacteria is, is, is actually also um, influencing your thinking, yeah. then you know most of the time the things they are subconscious. And I give you an example. Who, have you, who, who do you become when you are craving for sugar, when you're craving for food? And as I said, some people become truly monsters and, but this is about the blood sugar. Yeah. And when you have a low blood sugar, you, you, you just, you, you cannot, you, it's, you can't it's over and out. You need food. Yeah. Yes. You just yeah. need I start shaking and like, oh, yes. yeah, it's horrible. It's a horrible feeling. And the cravings. And we are wondering each other when someone is like having their chocolate cravings or when they, when they don't get rid of their chocolate addictions and all the things. I'm like, yeah. I understand you, but if we check probably your gut bacteria, we will see why it, where it comes from and all the things. And if someone is also telling me that, that nutrition, the choice of healthy nutrition doesn't influence us and our mood, I, I just smile. Of course it does. And you see it with, with ADD, we can, we can um, have, we can end a lot of uh, challenges out there, and I'm also talking about mental challenges, when we, um, when we change the diet, when we change the nutrition. And this is something, yes. what is for me so important, and, and I can emphasize is, you know, I emphasize all the time, it does make a difference. Yeah. When you change your nutrition, and I'm not talking about, you know, crash diets and all the things, I'm talking truly about changing your lifestyle, changing your nutrition, and you can heal. I don't want to say even heal, but you can change a lot. And we, we know it from ADD. We know it also with the, when you have high blood pressure and all the things. Yeah. When you combine it also with, um, with sport, and I'm not talking about, you know, high-end sport, I'm talking about walking and all the things, you, you do a lot for your whole health. Yeah. And this is something I always, uh, there, there are a lot of people out there who know a lot because of Dr. Google, uh, Google, but if you ask them, do you implement it in your living? Most of the, the time they say no. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we are totally not only disinformed, but over-informed. Yes. But we cannot bring the, the, the information, what we perceive all the time, into action. And this is health literacy. Bernadette, why do you think because, that is? 
question to you. What, what would you choose? What, what, what does it taste better? Does it taste better a chocolate cake or a carrot or uh, something, you know, totally healthy? So what do you this say to bit. people? I do step by step. I do nothing. I give them step by step different choices because also, and this is so interesting for me, every time I go, you know, food shopping with the people and give them different you know, food choices, but they also can make if they knew that this choice is also available. And in times like, um, I'm pretty sure in the UK the same, I know it from London, we have so many alternatives, complementary food uh, supplements and also very healthy choices. I also emphasize all the time, uh, look for uh, regional, local um, suppliers and also organic food because it does not, that not only tastes better, but it also is healthier and also gives you the, the, the feeling of to being, um, you know, faster nurtured. Right. Because it's not only about calories, but it's also truly about the choice to take different uh, food together. And it always also depends on your metabolism. So there are different ones, but you can learn it. And if we, if we don't make an emphasis or um, an effort that we look to ourselves, but wait till a doctor is telling us what we should do, then it's too late. Yeah. And and this, if someone is telling me he he, he loves he, he would never quit, uh, quit smoking or uh, eating fat meat or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Or fast food or whatever. And then you're waiting till you have a heart attack or when you go to the doctor, it's like you're not taking care of yourself. Your body is your body and you should actually feel your body. A lot of people don't feel their body anymore. And this is so, for me, it's sometimes so sad. I think, I think a lot of people don't realize the connection that the mind is connected to the body. Uh, uh, it seems like. It seems like, but I, I can tell you, I had a speedy life. I didn't felt myself either. And I, I'm talking about, uh, I have three burnouts behind me. I loved my life. It was nothing, it was nothing, in my opinion back then, it was nothing wrong about it, but having adventures and doing so many things, having the possibilities to travel globally, to, to, to afford traveling and, and just explore all the different things, what's possible. And then my body said to me, nope, you're not doing that anymore. Pook. I have a breakdown. And I'm like, okay. I even had to hear afterwards from guys, you're a weak person. And I'm like, no, I'm not a weak person. Watch me. I'm serious. There are so many weird beliefs up there. And, and a lot of people. And, as, and to learn, listen to your body again. And not chasing for something what others believe is, is totally important to chase for. This is something, this is growth. Yeah. Bernadette, if somebody has an eating disorder, how would you go about, what would you advise them? In, first of all, and this is coming out from my experience, right. they have to articulate it, not from others. What does that mean? This, I mean, in my opinion, I never had an eating disorder. The disorder came from everybody else. And I give you an example. I love training. I love sport. I love healthy food. In other opinions from others, they said to me, I'm too skinny. I have an eating disorder. 
because I, I truly looked on myself, on my body, what's good for my body. They said that to me, even a doctor. Then and I went into, to Vienna to a sport doctor. He was spe specialized in sport medicine. Right. We checked everything, my blood, everything. And he said, I'm in such a good condition like a marathon runner. Right. And this is framing. One person is telling you because he's specialized in this one. He's, he, 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 by the way, was a totally marathon runner. He sees you different than other people. But Bernadette, this wasn't when you actually had anorexia. This was later on. I never was diagnosed directly anorexia. Right. The only thing what I was, people looking at me, even my doctor, because 20 years ago, the, the, the word burnout was not there. He only saw that I was totally exhausted. That's right. it. And I always said, I never, I never got diagnosed. I always knew the way I look at the moment or the, the, the way I, I lost weight within six months was not healthy. The only thing what I, what I knew was I'm not, I'm not healthy the way I, I supposed to, but I have to find something what's, what's, what's something what works for me. Yeah. And this, what works for me was my creating my own nutrition style and my own coaching therapy style. I found I'm getting healthier. And since today, and I'm talking about more than 15 years already, since today, every uh, once or twice a year, I go to the doctor and check all my blood and, and hormones and everything. And this is not, this is not because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a funny person. This is because I, I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And taking care of myself means also looking at the food I'm eating, looking um, what's good for me, what's because since, since I'm 40, your body is changing. Yeah. Um, so I'm also checking the hormones and everything and seeing, and I had a speedy life before where I eat junk food and alcohol and everything else. Then I went to the totally other side and finding a balance for yourself is your choice and shouldn't be a choice of your environment. And I'm going back to your first question, what you had. What would you advise to a person who comes to you with an eating disorder? Yeah. First of all, I always work with doctors together because um, in Austria, I'm not allowed to work with, a, with, a, um, with an unhealthy person. Yeah. So, and the first thing what I always check is what's your, how's your blood uh, picture and all the things and, and the parameters, is, are they okay or not okay? So I have a huge network. And when people are coming uh, to me and I had it lately, and this is maybe also interesting, there are people out there, they are so skinny, they want to gain weight and it's not so easy. Yeah. <laughs> so there are other people as well at, uh, with, uh, too. And I'm asking when they truly want to change something, like the, 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 the lady uh, back then who wa he wants to gain weight, I always have to check also the environment. Who wants who is against that that you're losing weight or that uh, who which person believes that you're having a disorder because most of the time the environment is very crucial if you get out of the eating disorder or not and if you have an environment who is not accepting the way you are ask yourself especially when they are friends are they truly friends because i changed my my environment I cannot change my parents and all the things that I know, I understand, but I, you know, I conditioned them. 
And this is something, ask always yourself, is the environment where I'm living in healthy for me and my body or not? Yeah. yeah. If they are not healthy, ask yourself, is, is it changeable or not? And are they truly friends or not? And I got, um, it, I think it was 2009, I got such a profound question. Actually, when I was in London at an NLP workshop, and we went into trance, and, and I cracked up. And they asked me, because I, I said all the, the wordings, what they are telling me at the moment is something what I know. And they asked me one question, because we actually have a lot of self-talk. And if anybody out of you would write down what you are telling yourself every single day in your head to your body and your body is listening what you're yeah. saying to yourself yeah. you will find out that most of the people with challenges and i'm not even talking about like eating challenges yes mental challenges yes all the challenges what we have most of the time is because we overtake bad talking in our head. We, we just go on and go on and go on. If we change our inner talk with ourselves, yeah. there will be a change in your life too. And for me, letting go of the so-called friends back then was the best thing that ever happened to me. And if you change your environment and having nurturing people around you, people who accept you the way you are with all your challenges, what you have, you will change. And most of the time, those challenges are something what we are totally crap on. I need the eating this or I need this whatever challenge mm. because it's giving me some kind of security. Maybe also you are connected with some kind of love. You never, you know, I never know what's actually behind all the beliefs. So when I work with them on the beliefs, they're sometimes not logical at all. But they gave, they, they, they have a certain sense of security, a certain sense of something good behind. That's why you don't let go. If we understand it, what's behind the challenges, yeah. and you clear it, you do it for yourself on all levels, even with your body. And you will begin. And that's why I always say I'm, I'm a totally fan uh, of the positive uh, body image. You see yourself different. Uh, also for women uh, who are pregnant, because it's also a huge difference uh, when you have uh, the eating disorder and you are pregnant. And this is, this is for you to reframe the way you see yourself. So this is in and, your, your new book, First Aid yes. for Eating Challenges. And when is that coming out, Bernadette? I'm so behind with my writing. Um, we will do first the, the German one, of course, because I'm in Austria. It's always easier for me having in the mother tongue. And then we will translate it as many as possible because I see my heart breaks every time when I see that there are so many struggling with such a bullshit. I'm sorry to say that in, in your podcast, but with such a bullshit, what we got conditioned um, and it's just, I want to just give it out in so many languages as possible. And I, it will be probably in, in summer this year, latest in autumn this year, that I also have it in English. I'm working Fabulous. on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. What would you say to somebody? What, do, what would be something that you would say to somebody to have them begin to think about opening the door to taking that first step into their recovery? 
you're okay the way you are. This is something I always wanted to hear 20 years ago. You are totally the, okay the way you are. Mm-hmm. Getting um, a space where others let you the way you are, even with all your challenges, and knowing that a person is out there that they are listening to you without judging. any judgments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stories out there, not only on, they're not all beautiful, yes, okay, but there are stories, there are strugglings there, and, and you understand more and more the way, the, why the, pe- the person is the way they are. And I, I even listened to homeless people, and it was so interesting. And for me, it's like sometimes the people don't need any advice. They don't need anything but, but a person who is sitting next to them and listen. Yeah. And, and this, for me, it's, it's um, as a child, it was challenging because I always wanted to take away the pain, what they had. I, I still remember when I was in a coffee, I just was sitting next to, to them and just listen. With all my further education, I can handle it. And this is even when I, have, I had the best coaches. I learned from the best worldwide, hypnosis, everything. The only thing what a lot of people don't do is just listen. Sitting next to this person maybe holding their hand, just telling them I'm here. Sometimes people don't need more than this. Yeah, maybe that's that, you know, that's what people, people that are having a really difficult time with their eating disorder, maybe they could step back and think about who they know in their lives that they could sit and talk freely to exactly they have nothing to nothing. do as long as they nothing. feel safe within you know opening up to that person yes and this is sometimes the biggest challenge to find a person but i'm i know by heart there is there are people out there in your surrounding in your close surrounding who are like this maybe you never considered them before but they are here, here for you at this moment when you need someone to listen. Yeah. And it's not about opening up into, you know, immediately into, into their do, deepest worries. It's just beginning mm-hmm. to open that door and start to open, yes. it, open up to how you're thinking and how you're feeling. Yes, and what's actually in your mind nothing else matters there is one credo i always have i i say be simply me no matter what and nothing else matters and sometimes open up even when with all your fears that the other person is judging you just open up still because maybe the other person has has also fears not open up but when you make the first step the other person gets the invitation to open up too yeah yeah, that's fabulous. I like that. Um, so Bernadette, so you're writing, you're writing your book. You've already got out your first book. Did you say you're writing other ge- books as well? Yes, in German I have already more from the first ad for the soul. But in English, you know, finding a right person who translated this and all the things, this is all when, when you want to publish a, a book on your own self-publishing, because that's the only thing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, it, the, the procedure is just a little bit longer. But 
at least I have now 10 different languages in another small book what I have. Um, and the, the hope that I bring up my books in many languages as possible to nurture as many as possible is, um, is there. Yeah. <laughs> is there. Time stretching yeah. would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so where can people find uh, first aid for the soul? Oh, I created their own website for the book series because it's, I always say it's greater than me. And I have so many beautiful experts um, with it. I also have for the eating disorder book, one from the US. I'm totally excited that she, that she said yes, uh, being in the book. Um, and it has a whole um, website and it's www.firstaidsoul all together and .com. .com. And we also, we also I, I didn't do it, I think not with the English one, but with the German one um, since COVID-19, I put all different resources on it where they get local uh, organic food and also help um, on the mental level. I also was um, uh, uh, a part of creating an app um, I think it's also in English. It's about my compass, where a lot of different experts give their best resilience methods in time of crisis, because COVID-19 is global. And helping together is, for me, the only, the, the only thing what we can do at the moment. So I'm very active since COVID-19, uh, getting out a lot of tips and information and yeah. on, also on nutrition and also on mental health and everything else. I even gave the basic book to uh, the uh, women's shelters in Austria for free, only that they have something in their hand to, to handle all the challenges, what they are going through. Oh, wow. Wow. And first aid for the soul. So is that available on Amazon? Yes, it's um, on Amazon. And I'm working truly on the other ones, getting, um, <laughs> getting um, translated. We're all eager as much. for it to come out. <laughs> Yes, but you know, I'm working already 24 hours, seven. My body says to me, lady, you have to go a little bit faster because I just feel it in my body. It was a little too much the last year, but that's okay. And what are you doing? Yeah, finding that? the right people. Oh, I'm, I'm usually I'm traveling. And no, when I, I travel. What are you doing about listening to your body? Because your body's going, hang on a minute. Hang on. <laughs> Yes. No, I just relax. I go to the nature or with the dog or with my nieces. Um, most in former times before COVID, I just traveled and I'm very, I'm very fast in recovering. And this is something nice. I love the most on my body. And we also like being in nature for me is nature just, you know, getting my fuel back. Wow. Well, Bernadette, it's been fascinating listening to all the, all the, help that you are you have and are planning on on offering people yeah i do a lot <laughs> yeah it's fabulous and how can people find you bernadette oh i'm everywhere on on social media you you, you <laughs> just give in <laughs> the only thing what i'm not doing anymore is tiktok since last year because this was way too much uh, time assuming and lucky me i don't have any iphone otherwise it would be on clubhouse but I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I'm on, on Instagram. You you will find me with my name. And, and I'm said, happy so it's Bernadette from Bruckner. You. Yes, exactly. B-R-U-C-K-N-E-R. Yes. Okay, good. And we'll put all the links below anyway mm -hmm. um, for people to find you. Well, Bernadette, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really interesting.
it was my deepest pleasure and i'm 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 so glad when, as more as I go out with my story, I love to nurture as many as possible and just telling them you're, per, you're it's not about perfection. It's truly about that, you, that you're satisfied with yourself. Yeah. I don't know if satisfaction is the right word for it, but I'm, I'm just satisfied. Just Contented, yeah. would that be a good word? Yes, sounds good. Mm. Just happy. Just Contented with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. So that's all for today's episode of Bulimia Sucks. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And join us again on the next episode of Bulimia Sucks. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes so you never miss an episode. Plus, if you haven't already heard about it, check out my book, Bulimia Sucks on Amazon to learn many different techniques to help you to begin to break through your painful bulimic behaviors. And thanks, thanks so much, Bernadette, for joining us. Um, And before we go, let us know what you think of the show and show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you join our Facebook group, Bulimia Sucks, if you haven't already, where it's great to connect with like-minded people. That's all for today. And thank you for listening. Bulimia Sucks but you don't. Kate has just released a new best-selling book called Anxiety Hacks with proven techniques, tools, and tips to calmness. Check it out now on Amazon. 